0: All right, now that we have uh, Biden now in as uh, sitting in the office known as 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C., some people call it the White House, uh, this pirate president, and he really is a pirate president, the one that's uh, taken over with his cronies, of course, and then expects you to call him captain. That's the, that's the thing that gets me. Every day I, I wake up, I think this past year, Ari, that the thing that has gotten me the most is uh, how, you know, when COVID started, that, in, that the world was shutting down. To me, it was just so crazy, and it still is crazy. And then we have uh, this man in the White House as president. And to me, that's crazy, too. The actual president of the United States is not in the White House, the one who was elected by a landslide anyway, no one will ever be able to convince me otherwise. It's um, The anomalies are too great and uh, too massive for me to believe for a second that this this man who campaigned from his basement, who literally said nothing of, of significance, uh, that somehow he was able to rally uh, 80 million, <laughs> 80, 75 or 80 million people. I, I, I'm surprised he was able to rally even 1 million people. But that's another story. But now that he's in the White House, and he's already started issuing executive orders right and left. I mean, it's really interesting to see to see the, the difference in the leadership styles, if you can even call what Biden is, a, a leader.
1: You mean they're surprised by the, the order? Steer the ship to the iceberg, dead ahead!
0: <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but I, I think that it, it's really a tale of two leaders, isn't it? Look Look at the way that uh, Trump behaved and acted as as president, and the way that Biden presently, at least for this past month or so, has been acting as president, uh, they they are so radically different. Not just from a policy point of view, which is of course obvious and manifest, but the main thing that is different between them is this this governing style that is so completely different. Uh, one is one was a leader, and one is just a putz. Who's? <laughs> right?
1: That's your next book.
0: That's right. The leader in the putts. Uh, anyway, so this this president uh, Biden, that is, uh, he is in the White House, and he thinks that being a president is simply ordering people around, right? This is this is what not, this is not what leadership is. When you sign a bunch of executive orders, you you think that that's leadership? I mean, I know that Trump signed executive orders too, but that's not really what I'm talking about. It's, it's. I, I don't know. It's, it's. Uh, it's like saying that uh, somebody who has a rifle, uh, that he is somehow a good, um, a, a good. Uh, what's the word what's what we're looking for? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, uh, you know, a good, a good marksman, um, versus somebody else who just randomly shoots all over the place. Uh, and it's true that they both are holding a gun, and they're both pulling triggers, but one is radically different than the other, right? So that's the way it is between Trump and Biden. Biden, you know, just signing orders doesn't make you a great president. Anyone, any schmuck can do that, right? That's that's exactly what it is. He, He doesn't have the Senate and the Congress working, at least at this point, to actually make laws. That is the essence of what the Congress is supposed to do. But and then he, you know, ostensibly is going to go ahead and, and sign the bill that's proposed to him. And everyone's happy, at least on the Democrat side. He's not even doing that. And,
1: and by the way, that's a great point. He's got the Senate and the House. So why is he doing executive orders? Won't they just rubber stamp an agenda and get it to his desk anyway? <laughs> if he
0: would just wait a week? That's all he would have right? to do. It, it It's not that hard. Apparently, they got the impeachment process and, and, and the trial within a span of three weeks. If they could do that. Uh, not that they you know succeeded in a conviction, but if they could get that process all done within three weeks or so of the uh, so-called insurrection of January uh, 6th, well, then surely they can get a bill passed. Yeah, I've never (laughs) seen government work so fast. Yes. That was was light speed travel (laughs) for for
1: government work.
0: No, So so obviously he's doing this because he either doesn't know how the uh, government works, which I think he does know how the government works, or he's doing it because he wants to uh, deal with optics to show that he's reversing uh, all these policies of the uh, gosh darn Trump administration, and, and he's such a better man as a result of it. But this is, this is really a, a tale of two leaders, isn't it? Um, it's a, it's a, I wanna, an anthropological study, if you want, of how one president acts and the other one acts. So let's compare. Um, we already talked about Biden all these he thinks that you just get in there and sign a bunch of papers and, and in some cases he doesn't even know what he's signing. We, we saw a video of that uh, but he, he certainly is not inspiring or, or he, he's not getting in front of the cameras and saying here's our policies and such. He's also when he's dealing with foreign countries it, it's he's so kowtowing and he's genufi- genuflecting to China and Iran and and of course the environmental situation with the uh, global uh, warming, Conference in Paris. um, It's so easy to simply say whatever you guys want and think that somehow you're engaging in leadership. No, leadership means doing the things that are not always popular, right? That's to me the essence of leadership. If everyone is agreeing with you on everything you're doing, you're not being a leader. You a leader means you, you rally your people around you. You convince them of the merits of your position, and you deal with the opposition in a way that tries to incorporate them, tries to bring the best out of them. Right? I mean, the same thing is true in in battle. Uh, A general or a colonel, for that matter, wanting to, uh, you know, bring his troops into battle has to know how to rally his troops. Literally. And, A bad general, a bad colonel, a a bad major is one that simply barks, you will do this and and you will like it, and that's it. The men don't like that. There's a reason why Caesar was such a great general, such a great leader. He knew virtually all of his soldiers by name. They loved him. There was, he was a true leader. Now, you may say that he, was, uh, you know, he had aspirations of grandeur that was uh, beyond what the republic demanded and such, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about his simple effectiveness as a leader. And a leadership takes hard work. Now, turning to Trump. There is a reason why this country fell in love with Donald Trump, precisely because he was a great leader, now, and, and the reason why he was a great leader, it's very simple. He, he had a vision of what was right and pursued that vision and asked himself, what does it take to bring everyone around to see what needs to be done? And, and sometimes he, he knew that he couldn't do a full frontal attack, right? Case in point the Middle East peace treaties that he reached in the Abraham Accords. It was a beautiful, that's a beautiful example. He knew that he couldn't get the Palestinians to the table. He knew that history had shown that any efforts to bring the, 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 the Middle East uh, situation to full peace would be virtually impossible if you first tried to get the Palestinians on the table and then get the surrounding countries. So what did he do? He decided, along with his uh, son-in-law, what's his name? Jared Kushner. Yeah. Jared Kushner, who, who has a lot of credit to this, uh, to simply get small peace treaties with each of them, convince them of how good it would be for them to do so, and how they didn't really need to be fighting Israel, and what nonsense that was. Sure enough, he got, what was it, five peace treaties? Five? Yeah, I mean, Five. It, it was, it was, it's insane. And putting the pressure now on the Palestinians to eventually get on board. So that is leadership. Figuring out ways to get the job done. And that doesn't mean just signing executive orders. That, that's not getting the job done, my friend. You have to do so much more. You have to pick up the phone and understand how to wheel and deal. It is the art of the deal, to, to coin his, the name of, of one of his, his uh, best books, best-selling books. That's what he did. And he just brought out the best in people. He spoke about his love for America. And how the the, day, the 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 best is yet ahead, making America great again. And these are not just taglines; he actually put substance behind it. Uh, next thing you know, he's talking about the 1776 project, for example, which and he was rallying against this liberal claptrap, the leftist claptrap, that somehow America was it, it's an inherently evil country founded upon slavery uh, in 1619. That that's the kind of he understood that the. the the, the essence of the country, the, the mood of the country, the wishes and hopes and aspirations of the country. And, and, and thankfully, it was a very American aspiration. And he tapped into that, and he succeeded because of riding that wave. That's why he was a great president. He understood. Now, think of a leader as somebody who is a great sailor on a sailboat right? I mean, a sailor has to deal with winds. That's the essence of being a sailor on a sailboat at least, right? It is. Feng shui, wind and water. That's right. Exactly right. I mean, come
1: on, there isn't a lot more than that.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. You can talk about the hull and the shape of the boat all you want, and there's something to that. But at the end of the day, you're dealing with two major factors, wind and water. That is it, okay? <laughs> the water may be very rough, And the wind may be totally against you. But ask any sailor, an accomplished, experienced sailor, it doesn't matter which way the wind blows. You can get from point A to point B, regardless of the direction of the wind, right? Trump knew that. So, And the winds, boy, oh, boy, they were against him a lot and against the conservative base a lot. But he managed to navigate that sailboat Against those winds, like a true sailor knew how to navigate. I think that's a, it's a perfect metaphor. I, it, it's isn't there it's not as if. Word that they
1: use sometimes for captains, don't they call them masters and commanders?
0: Yeah. Great point. Great point. It's not as if, you know, to be a good leader. I mean, wouldn't it be great, of course, if the wind was always behind you and you just sailed and plowed right through? Of course, that's wonderful. That's easy enough to do. You don't even need much of a skill as a sailor. You can be a five-year-old kid and just kind of hold that line and the wind is perfectly behind you. And now you go from point A to point B and and, uh, aren't you a great sailor? No, (laughs) it's just not the way. And the same thing, by the way, with mountain biking, right? You can, you know, you can go down a hill that's very flat, uh, that's very easy, okay? You can go the exact same distance. But sometimes, as a mountain biker, I can tell you that the trail is very rough, very technical, and very steep uh, in either direction. And it's the way you navigate it that makes you a good biker. That's what Trump was, the great sailor, the great mountain biker, if you want. Uh, and, and Joe Biden has shown none of that. Nothing. He has not navigated around anything other than just throwing his weight around, using uh, his executive order power, and thinking that somehow he's uh, commanding with great leadership. It just ain't the case. Nothing of the sort. And what's even more kind of maddening about all this, Ari, is that he doesn't make any effort, uh, Mr. Biden, to even try to sell it to the American people. He just tells the American people what he's going to do. And damn it, they're going to like it, whether whether they like it or not. They're going to just take it. That's the idea. Uh, and, and then lost in, uh, among all this is the notion that um, we've got uh, what's what's his name. You know, he hasn't. I mean, he's really a puppet. He's simply a puppet. Uh, that that's a that's a big problem. Yeah, I mean, that, everyone knows the, that he's
1: a puppet. Yeah, someone is. He, he's doing the bidding of someone, whether it's uh, corporate interests in the classic lobbying. Uh, organization that we hear about a lot of times with corrupt government or maybe it's for political allies intellectual elites something is controlling the guy and the interesting part is neither they nor he is doing any sales job on the agenda to build any consensus while at the same time the media is over here screaming about unity you know it's
0: it's like the strangest twilight zone
1: dynamic
0: it is breathtaking that's a great point Ari it really is a great point um, and, and they talk, they float all sorts of crazy ideas like making Puerto Rico a state to Washington <laughs> DC, a state, you know, just to, to ram it through us. Like places that don't even want to be states are now being ordered to be states, <laughs> that's right, right. right? Executive orders. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, you know, we've heard this mantra before and it's, it's, you know, I'll just raise it. You know, he, they, they talk about unity and uh, then they start off, the first thing they do in their unified government is pursue the previous president, who is no longer president, for impeachment, and expect some sort of conviction, knowing that, of course, it's not going to lead to a conviction. They would have to get 17 Republican votes. Uh, they only got seven. And they're all put- those guys are putzes, too, but that's another story. Uh, but they knew that there's no way they could get a conviction. They still proceed with this. Why? Uh, I mean, it, w- it was a total backfire. Uh, contrary to the, the effort to tarnish him, they only, make, they only made themselves look like fools in the process. So I, I love that about uh, how this is all playing out because everything they pursue is a backfire at the end of the day. But so much for unity, right? This is the whole notion of what a, a leader uh, does, right? He doesn't tell you, you will unify around us. Okay, and, and then expect it to happen, oh, okay boss, great uh, I guess i have to I have to now agree to socialism, okay, I was against it before, but now now you 're president, I guess i it 's so much more important to to unify that i guess i 'll just become a communist or at least a socialist. Uh, I will agree that uh, a man can be a woman I, I can agree. Uh, that uh, math is is a racist notion from the outset. I can yeah, agree that that, that that America that America was founded upon slavery in 1619. I, I can agree that that abortion was somehow
1: a sacrament of some sort rather than a curse. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and what you think? These 85 million plus, uh, not necessarily Trump voters, but Trump supporters, maybe even more of them, are just going to go, "Oh, okay, you know, we <laughs> lost." Yeah. Our values just don't matter. Right. You know and, and,
0: and and for the good of the country, we're just going to surrender all of our previous beliefs and just are going to adopt your new beliefs that are cont- completely contrary to us. We love abortion. Uh, we, we love the minimum wage. We love huge you know, increases in taxes. Uh, we want uh, to completely surrender our leadership throughout the world and let China take over. Uh, undo the Iranian, uh, uh, you know, the pullout from the Iranian deal and embrace the Iranian deal again. I mean, it's, it's a completely a, a different mindset. And You expect people to do this. And it just doesn't work that way, Mr. Biden. You, you need to understand that. And for that matter, I think that the left needs to understand that. They're, they're so confused. They're so uh, – it, it, their, their reality is upside down. And you see this, by the way, in – Uh, the the media personalities, like Katie Couric, when she talked about how are we going to deprogram these people, these Trump supporters, from their cult of Trump? I'm I'm pretty much quoting exactly what she said. She said that exactly. And CNN said the same thing with Don Lemon, that uh, in order to allow uh, people to vote, they should be uh, deprogrammed reprogrammed, uh, you know, go through some sort of education camp in order to allow them to vote. This is before the yeah, election, by the that way.
1: does sound like a Jim Crow-era poll tax or voting competency test? Yeah, you To use <laughs> against black people to keep them from voting in the Jim Crow South? Can I make one quick point, though, about it, which is, I, I and you know, we constantly are, are confronted with this dynamic. Well, are, do they just disagree with us, or is there a real difference of values? And you and I know there's a real difference of values. What's interesting is this. we our side has a liberty um, value at its core, a, a general live and let live approach, meaning we, in general, don't care who or what you marry, who and what you have sex with, who and what you know, drugs you ingest, who and what values you, you engage in, as long as you don't mess with my life. But here we are having the opposition in charge of these levers of power. They're screaming for unity, but they, at the same time, don't believe in a live-and-let-live live approach about us. Yeah, They're so. telling us to have unity as well as conform to every dictate of their cancel culture,
0: every one of their social values, every one of their new ideals and progressive progressiving. Well, that's, that's exactly you right. You, the whole notion is about being unmoored. It's all about this notion of anything goes, Ari. It's a, you have... Uh, when you when you don't have God as a center of your civilization or of your country, it's going to be exactly like we're seeing here. The notion it's it's like a kids in a not, not even a playground. It's not even like in a toy store. It's what, it's Lord just of the take, flies? it's Well, I would like Lord of the Flies. The problem is that Lord of the Flies was an island, uh, and there was nothing there, uh, you know, other than trees and and such and, and water. Um, this is more like uh, Lord of the Flies, but they, they took over the entire civilization it, to, to make a perfect analogy it 's as if all the grown ups had somehow died or disappeared, and kids aged uh, ten to twelve or so are, are the only ones that somehow survive, and what would they do right and, and you know with the buildings the same way that they are right now with the restaurants and something like that. What would they do? Well, when we were kids, and this is would this is exactly baseball cards
1: and put them in their bike spokes. If this generation, it's dig up old tapes of Greta Thunberg
0: and enforce a dictatorship on her ideas. Well, that's the point. <laughs> that's is, that, is that they so they will act like children and they will simply say, "Oh, we, the world is ours." And while we're here, while we're in power, now we are going to just destroy everything that we once knew. Uh, we are going to cre- create uh, cr- the most crazy mantras and and try to impose those beliefs on everyone else. Never mind then no one believes it, um, whether it's abortion or whether it's the, the minimum wage stuff or, or the notion that math can be a racist thing. I can't be, even believe that I'm saying that, that, this, that I'm presenting that as an issue that's now being presented throughout the schools and otherwise. But anyway, the, the point is that these people believe what they're saying. They, they really do. like The Katie Couric's, the Don Lemon's, uh, and so many others that are now uh, talking as though it's you know, dealing with these Trump crazies. Never mind that there are, uh, you know, seventy-five million of us out there who voted for him, and we know that he actually won in a landslide. But n- never mind that we are now part of a cult, and now they have to kind of impose this world on us, and you know, lock them up and and get rid of all this, uh, all these social media platforms like Parler. Uh, and uh, cancel everybody who doesn't think just like them. And they really believe this, Ari. Yeah. They, they believe that they are doing God's work, so to speak, by canceling somebody. That, that it's a good thing that somebody, who, like, whether it's Trump on the, on the, on the high end or just average Joe on the low end, uh, who says uh, that, you know what, I, I think that the mistreatment of conservatives is akin to the way they slowly went after Jews in World War II. Uh, during, before the Holocaust, from, uh, middle, yeah, that's exactly what I'm interest. talking about. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and so hold on, yeah. I want to get to your point. Uh, and, and they and that person needs to be canceled, whatever that means, you know, canceled. Uh, and and they pat themselves on the back like they're doing wonderful things. And and that's the thing I I want to understand from our leftist friends. I I have a lot of friends who are lean left and who are very left, and. I don't know if they, that they know what's really going on.
1: My question for you is, you know, you're a very reasonable man, unlike me. <laughs> I'll stipulate that. I appreciate but that. Why do you even ask them? I know. I don't need to ask them. They don't have a good answer because no human being behaving that way has a good answer. It's like catching your, your child, torturing the dog in the backyard and saying, what were you thinking well, what comes out of their mouth doesn't matter. What they were doing was so abhorrent. There is no explanation for it. And there's no explanation using words that will make it better. And you realize what they need to be do-, do is they need to have a mirror held up and say, do you see what you were doing to a helpless animal, to a helpless creature, to a helpless population of people? Do you understand how much you were destabilizing a former stable society and leading to what we've talked about in this podcast over the years, a path that leads directly to gulags and gas chambers, while at the same time accusing our side of violating the tenets of the ephemeral never-again philosophy you've talked about before, waiting for never-again, as long as the guy's German, has a mustache, and goes like this with his arm. Right. Right? Not saying, no, 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 it's something different. Carano of, of The Mandalorian point out something profound. That's why they had to counsel her, which is when you dehumanize people to the point that their fellow citizens are engaging in the dehumanization, it makes it really easy for the soldiers to step in down the line. And we're seeing that, by the way, with mass culture. The amount of people... Who will scream at you at the top of the lungs to a total stranger like me on the beach, not near anyone, for not wearing a mask? And then enforced by a putz like Mitt Romney in an airport wearing two masks, dutifully signaling
0: his virtue as a yes. Uh, you well, look understand? like yeah. The, the point is with the uh, <laughs> that's the unity that they believe in, right? Yeah. First, two masks. first. Oh no, no, not two masks, but about uh, the the notion of of uh, getting the people behind you in terms of hating. Uh, They're their conservative neighbors. Yeah. And then, of course, making it easier. That's their, their, their version of unity. Look, we started off this, this podcast with the notion of uh, understanding leadership. And that's really where I want to end today because um, the Biden presidency is such that there is no leadership at all.
1: Yeah, I it go is, out is, of my way on my podcast and say there isn't even a presidency. I, I, it's a it's a placeholder of some. I got yes, sense.
0: yes. But this this leadership it, it, it doesn't exist there. There is no leadership, and I want people to understand that. This is you can simply occupy the White House and say do this and do that, but nobody will follow you at the end of the day, and you can order people to follow you so to speak, but uh, that is not leadership. Uh, it reminds me of so many movies we've seen, uh, you know, who, who can actually lead. My brother made a very good movie called uh, the, um, the Last Castle, starring Robert Redford and uh, James Gandolfini. And they, they, are, they play the two characters, one who is a warden, played by James Gandolfini, um, who tries to boss everyone around, and he's a very brutal in many ways, and expects people just to get in line, whereas the Robert Redford character, who's actually a prisoner, in the castle manages to lead everyone uh, successfully into a revolt against this tyrannical warden. Uh, and they just love him. And that is the study uh, that the, uh, between two leaders here. And, and I, I'm seeing such a parallel uh, on the one hand between my brother's movie, which I, was a great movie, The Last Castle, one of my favorite of his movies, and what I see between Biden on the one hand and Trump on the other. Trump was a great leader, and people loved him because he was a great leader. They wanted to follow him because they were, they, he brought the best out in them. That's what a great leader does. A leader doesn't just bark at you and tell you to do this and do that. People resent that. They, they want to be treated like a human, and that's what Trump offered all of us as Americans. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks so much for listening today. And we'll talk with you next week.